Hi, my name is Anamika Hops, and this is The Art Friend Show, where every conversation focuses on getting to know the essence of creativity itself. I'd love to invite you as well to join me inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics and join in with other art friends around the world. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's get to the show. Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Here's an artist you're gonna love to know. Today's guest is Carrie Hess, and she'll be joining us live here for an interview interview about her work as an interdisciplinary artist. My name is Anamika Hops. I live in Portland, Oregon, and I work as a professional mentor for artists, and I'm also doing this 100 days in a row to workshop the concept for the Art Friend Show. I'd love to create this as a podcast and YouTube channel, and so um, I'm figuring out a little bit more every day about how to do it. I can see Carrie here on the call, so I'm going to invite her in. If you're someone who has been watching these and enjoying it and you'd like to come on as a guest, there's a link in my profile. You can sign yourself up and come on the Art Friend Show. Okay, Miss Carrie, let's see here. I'm going to add you. Ta -da! Oh, let me fix my picture here. Perfect. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Hi. I'll do that as well. It's nice to have a little room above our head. A yeah. teacher of mine said three fingers above your head in the top of the frame, minimum. So maybe raise yours maybe up a little, little bit more. more. Yes. Not that I always follow that rule because rules are made to be broken, but there you go. <laughs> Sounds good. So, hi, Carrie. Welcome to the Art Friends Show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Can you tell everyone your full name, where you live, and what you like to create? Yes. Um, my name is Carrie Hess, and I live in Sonoma County, which is about 40 minutes north of San Francisco. And I'm an interdisciplinary artist, which means that I do a number of disciplines, including filmmaking, visual art, and writing. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> That's so fun. So interdisciplinary art for you is... Um, filmmaking, writing, art, and um, in terms of, sorry, I'm stumbling on my words here. You're great. <laughs> but yeah, we met when you were um, in an MFA program, as well as you took my mentoring program, and we worked on your creative practice, as well as a novel. So yes. I definitely want to get to all of that. But first, I know you have a really interesting story about how you got started. Would you mind sharing a bit about that? Yes, that'd be great. Um, so when, when you're a little kid, a lot of people will ask you like what you want to be when you grow up, right? <laughs> and so um, I know that my little kid would say something different every week. And huh. it was like one week he was like a firefighter. Next week he wanted to be an astronaut. Then he wanted to be like a ghostbuster you know, or whatever. Yeah. And like, as you get older, I noticed that like the, the answers kind of narrow down a little bit and they're not like quite so out of the box. And um, I just kind of, I like to kind of bring it back to our humanity a little bit. Like we want to do a lot of things and we shouldn't really narrow it down. Right. So like um, interdisciplinary art is like a way to, kind of have your message, which is like the bottom of the tree I look at, like the art tree. 
Like mm -hmm. I talk about sense of place all the time and um, I will express it through different branches of my artwork. So like I'll write about sense of place and I'll do visual art about sense of place and I'll do films about sense of place. And, um, but I didn't really understand that when I was younger, right? Yeah. So like when I was fresh out of college, I was working at a clothing store and you know, cause I majored in art <laughs> and like I couldn't, I was working at this clothing store and I couldn't really do a lot of art or writing cause I was working full time. And so, um, but I was doing a lot of reading cause my husband at the time worked at a bookstore and you were allowed to take books out of the bookstore and read them and then put them back. Wow. When you were done. So we had like every book possible to read. And um, I read tons of books and I thought everybody should read them. So I started this book review publication and I wrote my old notebook, like different reviews of all the books. And, um, but I, it was the nineties and I didn't have a computer and I didn't know how to use a computer. <laughs> and it was, it was just kind of starting to be a, a thing where you could like make your own publications on a computer, but not everybody had them. So I called a friend and uh, we, he, he knew how to use a computer, but he didn't have one either. And so then we went to another friend who had a computer and the three of us made this thing happen. And so I put my publication around town with all my book reviews in it and people started reading it. And I was really excited. And, um, and I made a few more over the next year. And then from that, I got two jobs. Wow. So like one shot, I know it was kind of like not, I wasn't expecting that, but just by following that intuitive path um, created the situation. So like um, I went to a, a label, wine label printing place to get a job there. And they're like, they saw my newsletter and they're like, what's this? And I was like, oh, um, well, I didn't do the layout or anything. And they're like, we want you to work in our art department. Amazing. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know how to use a computer. And they're like, we'll show you. So I got this job as a graphic artist from that. And then I also um, ended up getting a job at the local newspaper doing arts and culture reporting because of the writing. Amazing. So I was now an artist and a writer. And I started seeing that like I needed both of those outlets to express the things that I wanted to say. And they were still for other people. Like I was interviewing people for the, the paper and I was doing design work for other people, but it was like helping uh, people in our community get their stories out. So that was really fulfilling. And then um, from there, I led to a bunch of other things. Like I started my own graphic design company after that. And I started a clothing company after that. And <laughs> I started a tarot business after that. Yes. So it's led to many branches. But I've noticed over the years that it really does all come down to that root of sense of place. And so I'm communicating about um, my connection with my place and other people's connection with place and how we're made of place through all these different avenues. And it kind of just comes, for me, it kind of comes down to like, not what do you want to be when you grow up, but like, what do I want to say is the root, right? And then how can, how are the many ways I can say it? What are the many ways that we can say what we want to say? And then that leaves room for multiple careers and multiple art practices. And um, just so the interdisciplinary art, it's, I feel like instead of multidisciplinary art, uh, interdisciplinary is more woven together and like one wow. branch is influencing the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you kind of noticed that when we were mentoring together. Because uh, yeah. I really... <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've, you're the 
I First was doing client whose novel I read. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was doing visual art and writing. It was brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. That's, Thank that, you. I love how much you've come into owner, ownership of that. And, and in fact, you have this through line in your story of, of knowing, of just really knowing that for a long time. The way you just described it was very succinct and powerful. Thank you. And I love, yeah. Thank you for that. It's yeah, not about, I didn't, like I said, though, I, I didn't always, I didn't always understand it that way, though. Like, it definitely has helped to be in this master's program where it's, it's an interdisciplinary art program. Mm -hmm. And that's why I chose it. I was like, that's totally what I'm doing. And I need to like zero in on that idea. Mm -hmm. And so like that kind of helped me um, just get, get a little more clear even on it just the last few years. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And you're graduating soon, right? With your MFA? Yes. In May. Yeah. <laughs> Major. Is there more you want to say about interdisciplinary art before I ask you about what you make? Um, I don't, do you have any questions about it or does it make sense? Some pe people ask about it all the time because they don't know what it is. Um, sure. I, I think I explained it a little bit, but if there's more you want to ask about it, I'm happy to. Oh, what can I ask? Explain. Well, yeah, I think that it's so, for example, when people, when we're at a party with people who aren't in our niche and they're like, what do you do? Sometimes I'll say I'm a painter and I teach art online, but like, I don't think that really describes a pic you having taken my mentoring program, does that really describe it? I don't think I don't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> People need a quick answer. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult to just nutshell it. So for you, being in a master's of interdisciplinary arts, would you say that you, like, is there now a niche in art and all for the future of humankind that's like, mm -hmm. I'm an interdisciplinary artist? Do you feel like people are just gonna get that in a soundbite? I, I don't know. I'm not sure that they do. One, one thing I do sometimes is um, sit, I will usually focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And so whatever I'm focusing on, I'll kind of say that. Okay. So I'll say, oh, I'm a writer if I'm writing right then. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm doing a lot of painting, I'll be like, I'm a painter. And then I'll get into it more if I'm really talking to the person. But if Absolutely. they just need a quick answer, it's kind of easier just to pick the thing that I'm working on right then. Yeah. But, um, but I do like to acknowledge that there are many branches of the tree totally going kind of at once sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll show you a few projects in a few minutes that that are kind of interdisciplinary art projects even. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. I suppose <laughs> one more question I have while we're on that topic is coming out of a master's program, my perception of, of the MFA programs are that they also help you identify professional avenues. If, is that true or not? Like for yeah. you in your discipline. So what are some of the paths that you're now aware of that you might not have been aware of before your MFA? Uh, oh, that's a great question because that's, that's really true. They have done that for me a lot. Um, I, I definitely was not planning on teaching when I started the program, but we had a pedagogy class where we had to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I totally want to do it now. Cool. <laughs> so, awesome. so they've taught me that, that I could be a teacher and probably like a workshop teacher mm -hmm. is the, the avenue I would take. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking about doing that this summer, actually doing, offering a few workshops. 
And then um, also just like the idea of doing residencies. Like I have two teenage boys, so I can't really go anywhere and do a residency, but there are some shorter ones in our area that maybe I could do. And I just hadn't really thought about the various possibilities. So they they opened that up, that avenue up for me too. And things like that, like just mm -hmm. different like grants and residencies and things that I hadn't really considered applying for because of my situation like having yeah. a family <laughs> yeah totally we're still kind of coming out of this old western european art paradigm of men yeah. being the artists and so that sense of like what's available to you at this stage of your family life but also just even knowing you're eligible for residencies for grants and teaching your methods that's cool oh you teach such great workshops i have other questions about what you might want to teach but let's move on to your work and see some okay. examples of your interdisciplinary practice okay so last year i published a poetry book and here it is it's called 1912 poems of time place and memory and um it's uh it's like of course like all po you know, poems in here that i wrote and what's interesting about it to me is that i also added a lot of drawings so like here's Ooh. a drawing and so the book is full of drawings too so it's very interdisciplinary and then um i designed the cover also so my graphic design came into that wow <laughs> amazing here's the back with wow the <laughs> wow this is really fun to see all of your uh, like a few i guess some of your many skills so, coming yeah. together. What's yeah. the mood so of this book? What's, the, what's some of the message or what's it about? Well, it's their poems of time, place, and memory. So it's mainly about like um, the idea of how our memories are kind of not really real. Like we, kind of, we remember things a certain way yeah. depending on whatever we need to get out of it, I guess. And sometimes like 20 years later, we'll remember things a different way even. And like, I know if you talk to like old friends, they'll remind you of something. You're like, I totally forgot about that. Or wait, I yeah. thought it was this. Yeah. Or, you know, I even had a friend who insisted she was on this road trip with us that she didn't go on. What? Like, <laughs> so she remembered our stories or something. That, you know, <laughs> this morning, my daughter was, I had to take my dog to the vet. So our friend Kim, who nannies um, for my daughter came over and my daughter was sitting at the table and started telling Kim about the skunk that came to our camping site last August. And that memory is when she tells again and again, but she didn't see the skunk. She was asleep. She was asleep in her tent. And it's just so curious to me that as I watch a three-year-old form or pick out which memories become her go-to stories, I'm like, Something about this skunk, even though she didn't see it, is so vivid yeah. to her. She can describe the whole scene. Anyway, do go on. I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's, so the poems are all from that place. Yeah. And and the, the chat, there's like different sections in the book and they're all based on places. So like memories of place and like how, how we fit into that and how place could change us and make us who we are. Yeah. So there, that's kind of the the literary branch, I guess, of my interdisciplinary mm -hmm. art. And then of course the drawings are in there too. Amazing. <laughs> and your novel, 
Now, my understanding is the novel that you were working on while we worked together, mm -hmm. the one that I know intimately, um, is not the one you're about to publish, but that one's very deep into place. Yes, that's right? very place oriented too. I yeah. don't I don't know if you if anyone out there knows um Elena Ferrante. She wrote the the books uh, My Brilliant Friend and um it's like a a four book series. Anyway, she talks a lot about place also. She's lived in the same place her whole life, uh most of her or a lot of her life growing up like I did and we just know these places so intimately that we use them in our writing. And so, and so she always writes about that place. And That's I cool. was definitely resonating with that when I heard her talking about that yeah. or heard she's actually anonymous and she had an actor play her in a talk that she gave. <laughs> but, but anyway, wait, okay. So, okay. so many other questions. Let's see yeah. your work. Yes. I know. Right? So, fascinating. so yeah. just the idea of using place in your work, like I'll use yeah. the same place over and over again yeah. even with different stories uh -huh. that I'm making up but like the place will kind of be the same uh -huh. and in my film work too I do that so like mm -hmm. I've done two movies with my partner and he does the writing and directing and I do the production design mm -hmm. which is like the look of like what it looks like so mm -hmm. everything you see in the movie is like decided on you know it's like on purpose yeah <laughs> and it's like all the sets and costumes and hair and like the locations yeah. it's all like planned and so I'll, i create like a world that's here but kind of a different version of here but it's definitely rooted cool. in this place yeah it's fun yeah that's amazing <laughs> so tell us the name of your movie and where i can go purchase it to watch it the movie He's called Pillhead, and it is on Amazon Prime. I do have to ask, what genre is it? Um, it's like an art house cinema. It's black and white, surreal, cult yeah. type, campy cult art film what? genre. What are, what, what are a couple of the things that you're the most proud of, and what's something that you're like, oh, God, I wish I could have ch changed? What are, what are you proud oh, of? For, and, and yeah. If for the movie or for? Yeah. yeah, for the movie. Oh, um, I just, I love that we made it black and white. And that was kind of a particular challenge, too, because when you're designing, like when you're bringing costumes and, and sets in and stuff, you have to make sure the colors translate in black and white. Yeah. Because they don't look, sometimes the colors uh, look like they're different colors in real life, but then if it goes to black and white, they're the same color. That's because <laughs> so of the value have... contrast, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. Just like what you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> program. Oh, yeah. I, I swear I could just stop teaching if people just understood value contrast because it <laughs> comes down to that. You know, that's why I got bangs. Like, it's just a color. It's a dark against light. Okay, I'm totally digressing. That's so, so you're, you're that's so proud of it being black and white. I now, know. What yeah. something that feels kind of like vulnerable about it or or um, surprised. I, well I do wish I was basically a one person production design team yeah and I could have done so much more with like a team of people like yeah. I had to do all the makeup all the costumes mm -hmm. all the sets I had to yeah. make all the props I mean it was just a lot of work and like I couldn't do everything so like it's not it's it's pretty good but it's <laughs> it's like I could have done more with a team of people. So I guess that's kind of my main wish mm -hmm. for oh next my God. time. 
Sick <laughs> here, yeah, on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. I'm sure you understand. Oh yeah. my gosh, I was just, I was just meeting with someone who's helping me understand how to take these, this concept of going live every day and start capturing it in a way that I can repurpose it as well for a podcast and mm -hmm. YouTube, mm -hmm. and. I started to really comprehend the number of steps involved and I was like, where's the team? <laughs> like, just need so much help when you're trying to produce a whole movie or. Yeah. 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 It well, just takes a little longer. Yeah. You could do it. It might take longer. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So tell me about um, either the book that you're about to finish or your spark to row. Oh, well the book, I'll tell you really quick about the book. It's um, it's a kind of high concept literary fiction arts artist story. So it's like a coming of age as an artist story. A very uh -huh. just a little like a, kind of a short story. Uh, not a short story. It's a novel, but like just a simple story about that. It's not um, it's not a crime fiction or anything like that. <laughs> so that's yeah. still underway. I'm finishing it up in the next few weeks. So ho hopefully I'll have more to say after it's done. Yeah, right. Yeah, as far as, yeah. yeah. But the tarot deck, I can tell you all about now because I have it with me. Please it's been do. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another kind of, um, I, I finally was able to make this because I ended up having all the skills to make it because it took a lot of different things to do. Mm -hmm. So one was the package design. Here's the package. Yeah. And here's the back. Mm -hmm. And they're all, it's on the side. And it's like a two-piece box. So let's open it up. Do, do, do. And then inside is a, a little book that I wrote. So I had to write a book also. And it's like, uh -huh. you know, it has all the interpretations for the cards. Amazing. And, uh, and like how to read the cards. So you can just like get your box and start doing it. Because, you know, you yeah. don't want to have to depend on somebody else to do that. And then um, I made all the cards. So I did a painting for the for the back. I don't know if you can see yeah. kind of a watercolor. I, 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 mm -hmm. And then and all these other, all these paintings. So I did like 78 paintings. Uh -huh. <laughs> there's like a ton of them, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I'll show you a few individuals. So here's, um, my deck is really feminine mm -hmm. focused. And so all the kings are actually animals. Oh. I didn't want to put guys in there. Mm -hmm potential men in the deck but magician here's I don't know ace of cups and just different one here's another one and I'll show you one more card after this this is the world card this is the card where like everything kind of starts coming coming it's like a liminal space so it's the last card and then here's the moon card this is the last card I'll show you it's like kind of that uncertainty card where you're, you're not sure you just have to keep swimming. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun making that deck and it was definitely like, it was like painting, writing and package design. And then of course I had to make a business around it too. So it was a lot of different things, but it was, it was just took time to do, you know? And then of course I got the cards. I ordered a bunch of cards and that they arrived and they looked great. And then the next day, was the pandemic. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> but 
Um, I fulfilled all my orders. I had pre-orders, so I fulfilled all those. And then it actually turned out that like a lot of people wanted tarot decks during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They just really needed that comfort and and like some kind of feeling of guidance, you know. So it turned yeah. out to be good. And then also mm-hmm. we ended up with Zoom, mm-hmm. and so I could do tarot readings anywhere. Amazing. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite projects that I've been doing. What a perfect example of an interdisciplinary art project. You know, writing, painting, graphic design, um, package design, as like physical dimensional design, um, publishing it, marketing it, actually providing a service using it. It's <laughs> just like awesome. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So we are celebrating you as well. You're graduating with your MFA here in May. What's next on the horizon as you look ahead? What's on the horizon? Well, I am developing some writing workshops. And one of them that I know of will be writing with a sense of place. So bringing that aspect of place into your into your existing writing, whatever, however you right now if you're writing a genre novel or fiction literary fiction or poems or whatever just kind of bringing that new dimension to it so that's cool. what i hope to be doing this summer amazing <laughs> well i'm excited for you to step into those um the creativity of teaching your your art uh, that's definitely a whole thing of how yeah. to transform to to then hold it for other people. And so cool. You've been you've been such an inspiration to me too. Like when we had our mentorship, just the way you you like gently guide people and explore with them and not like force things. You kind of force things, but in a good way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I teaching is like I feel like one of those cliches, you know, where the longer I teach, the more I realize that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people teach me, or that the students teach me just as much, all that stuff <laughs> that you hear people say. Totally. When I, was, when I was younger and felt like I needed to prove, I felt like I needed to have like really polished videos and like a clear lessons plan that was on everyone's desk the first day of the retreat. So they would trust that I knew where we were going. And like over the years, I, I trust that I trust the architecture of my lesson planning. But what I find is like being able to be playful with you and, and, and really follow and, and go back and forth is the best part. Like I made up an exercise on the spot for my client who was really pissed off about something the other day. And it was so fun to just be like, okay, draw this. Now go stomp around your house. Okay, now draw what that thing's saying and then go there. You know, I realize like as a teacher and as a creative human, that's actually the part that keeps me coming back is the ability to co-create with someone on the spot for what they've identified they need. Totally. And being able to pivot, like you have enough skills to pivot to another thing if you need to like grab that out of your bag to help them, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, okay, here's an exercise for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah the longer <laughs> I go, more I'm like, okay, we're, you know, this is our goal for the day, but we're going to follow. And I think having the mentoring program, now I know like 
there's a lot of, you know, as you know, there's a lot of content, but there's these key milestones. You do need to do those. Yeah. But you can distill them down. So for your writing workshops, for example, I don't know if you want advice, take it or leave it. I'll take like, it. Okay. If you, have, <laughs> if you have all these ideas of, of you, you know, the, what, like basically the learning arc you want them to go through. If, if it's like what you want them to know, what you want them to feel and what you want them to do as a result or create as a result. Those major things, what you want them to know, what you want them to feel, and what you want them to do, you'll have some assignments and maybe some examples to help them do it. But be prepared to have alternatives or to skip a step or simplify something so that you, you can really read the room. Because those people in your workshop, they'll probably get the most out of just being with you and being with each other in the process, as long as you move them through the simplest version of the learning arc. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I've done the workshop with a few people already. It's like a oh, test. Yeah. And yeah. I did. You're totally right about that. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, it seems like you need so much more. And then you actually need less. Yes. And they and they get more out of it if you do a little less. Because totally. there's just more interaction. And like, yeah, yeah just what you were saying, <laughs> but yeah. I can't wait to hear, to yeah. find out more from doing it and to hear more from you. I so, yeah, I like working with people one-on-one, -on -one especially because you can really match them, but also sometimes when you get more to like 16 people, there'll be a few that are like the race car speedy DDs, and so having a few oh more things for them. <laughs> oh, that's good advice too, yeah. oh my God, yeah, because there's yeah. always those star students that have to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> To be over like 10 or 12, you're running two classes simultaneously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I think it's a lot. To is there anything else you want to share while um, we have you here? Oh, I don't know. I think, I mean, we've, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much. It's been, yeah. it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> I've loved hearing about your, um, about how you do approach the workshops too, because that's kind of my next step after graduating. So thank Good. you so much. I'm so happy oh. for you. Yeah. And um, okay, well then I'll wrap up here and celebrating you. Thank you for joining for thank our you. friend. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friend School where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes or find it on my website at onamika.com. 